Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, so I am so excited about today's episode all about attachment theory. If you don't know about it, you're going to learn today, okay? So we're going to get into that right after today's I am affirmation. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. So today's I am affirmation is I am becoming the most secure version of myself. Let's say that again. I am becoming the most secure version of myself. Now, because life has tested you, because life has put you through some stuff, okay, some trauma, some crazy experiences that you thought you'd never have to go through in your life, it probably hardened you a little bit. It probably made you feel unsafe, not secure, Uh, You have a lot more insecurities now. You might be more anxious. You might be like, oh, forget relationships, which is not natural. We all want to be in a relationship, right? Not even a romantic relationship, but you want to have connections with people that you love, with your friends, your family, and maybe a partner too. You want to have connections. We are all here for each other to help each other grow, right? But you do want it to be a healthy partnership, right? Whether that's in business, your friends, your relationship, you want it to be healthy. And for it to be truly healthy, you have to come and show up as the best version of yourself. You have to come and show up and be so secure in who you are so that you can also attract secure connections. Okay, so I am becoming the most secure version of myself. I love myself. I am whole. I am complete. I am enough, right? I am worthy. All of those things make you you. All of the good things, that joy, that peace that you can feel inside, all of that is your true self and who you are. All that negative self-talk, that negative criticism that you have about relationships, about yourself is from you being conditioned that way or you being shaped that way because of your experiences. So I get it. I totally get it. I'm working on this myself. And because of that, I wanted to bring in relationship coach, Dr. Morgan into the Go Girl podcast. She's been on here before. She was on episode 46. If you want to go take a listen, it was how to attract a healthy relationship after leaving a toxic one. And maybe you were toxic or maybe the person was toxic or maybe your attachment styles just did not really, you know, fit. You didn't know how to coexist with someone with this totally different attachment style. So she posts loads of information on her Instagram daily that would truly help you with becoming a better person and having better relationships. And she's always talking about attachment theory. So I said, let me get her on the podcast. She's also a psychologist and she helps busy professional women break the toxic cycle and attract loving relationships using her ESL relationship method, which we'll get into in the episode. And she even has an attachment style love quiz on her website 
at drmorgancoaching.com. So check that out after you listen. But you're going to get so much great information. There are so many attachment styles from secure, avoidance to anxious. You can see if you actually have both type of attachment styles. And I'll even reveal my attachment style. It explains a lot. All right, we'll get into this episode. Dr. Morgan, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be back. And we had such a good conversation last time. So, so thrilled to be here again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I wanted to bring you on because you post so many amazing gems and amazing posts on Instagram at uh, Dr. Morgan Coaching. Make sure to follow her. And so many about attachment theory. Now, I've gotten into the love languages. I know my love language. I'm good there. The attachment theory, I'm learning about it right now. And it's very, very interesting. So I'll let you know. I took the quiz. I'll let you know my attachment theory after we just discussed it a little bit for the audience. What is attachment theory and why is it important to know your attachment style? So this is one of my most favorite topics Ever. I can tell. <laughs> I was scrolling through your podcast and I was like, oh, she talks about this a lot. Oh, like, yes. let's dig in. Yes. I do. I do. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. If you've ever been in that situation where you're like, wow, I'm doing the same thing over and over again in my relationships and I'm not getting the result that I want. Seems like either every time I'm in a relationship, I pull away or it seems like they pull away. And it's like, I'm doing the same thing. The guy just has a different haircut, you yeah. know, <laughs> right? Like they're just a placeholder for the same pattern over and over. Then what you need is you need to be able to understand the pattern mm-hmm. in order to change it. And attachment theory is the gold for understanding our patterns mm-hmm. in love. So that's what it is. How do we know what our attachment style is. Yeah. So I'll, I'll break it down. So here, here's the thing. We all have what's called an attachment system and it's the part of our brain that knows how to connect and attach to other people at its best. That attachment system is wired for connection and safety And we're able to connect without any problems. We can trust our relationships, right? It feels good. But what what ends up happening is obviously we come into the world and we start having all these experiences. Right. So the moment you're born, your attachment style begins to form based on your experiences. Hmm. So I'll, I'll break it down. There's four different kinds of styles. Okay. We have secure attachment. We have anxious, AKA preoccupied. We have avoidant attachment. And then we have disorganized, which is a combination of anxious and avoidant. Okay. So those are the four kinds. And can you break down an example of each? Yeah. So with anxious attachment, I have a high need for reassurance. I have a lot of thoughts about the relationship. I find myself constantly going back to it. The kind of like commonplace term, you might call that person like quote unquote needy. I hate to use that, but Mm -hmm. that's what people say, right? Like they're a person who 
craves reassurance. And maybe they're sending 15 texts a day if the anxious attachment is not worked <laughs> through. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's anxious, right? And then we have avoidant attachment where this person is quite the opposite, where they really struggle with intimacy and getting close. They're the kind of person they'll go out, they'll have a great date with somebody. It's like, great. There's some chemistry, et cetera. And then they'll disappear for two weeks because it got too close, mm-hmm. right? The kind of guy who doesn't return your texts for 10 days at a time. Like they have a lot of fear of intimacy. And then disorganized is this really fun combination that about 5% of the population has where you do both anxious and avoidant strategies at the same time. And it's totally exhausting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I guess I'll go into my... Please do. (laughs) Attachment styles. I am 50-50. According to your quiz, so I guess I'm disorganized. I am 50% avoidant and 50% attachment. And then I took another quiz, another attachment style quiz. Yeah. It had an additional style. So it says I am 46% dismissive avoidant. Uh So I find myself Mm -hmm. fearing commitment, constantly craving space and freedom. I am 31% fearful avoidant. Yep. And that means I flip-flop between hot and cold, sometimes confused about how I feel towards my loved ones. Mm-hmm. I am 15% secure, so I find that I can effectively communicate and feel vulnerable in my relationships, and 8% anxious preoccupied. And that means that I find that my romantic partner or loved ones pull away frequently. So I feel like... I'm all over the place. <laughs> yes. And, and this is why it's so important to get the awareness. Right. And, and here's what I want to say, Ashley. So it, it's so important that you know that there's nothing wrong with what you just shared, that Thank these you. are simply strategies that have been learned that, that worked for you at one point. Mm-hmm. It was what you learned to do to get your relationship needs met at one point. But then we are compassionately acknowledging now that those strategies are no longer serving you. Yeah. They're getting in the way of what you really want. And here's the thing. Everyone has strategies that are in all four categories. Mm, Okay. So it's all on a spectrum. So you notice how that broke it down in percentages. That's Mm -hmm. a, it's a good idea to think about, well, where do I spend the most time? Mm -hmm knowing that we all have secure attachment tendencies as well. Right. But where, where do we hang out the most? Wow. Okay. And do you find that, well, this has been my experience, that people's attachment style will change over time? Absolutely. Okay. I'm a little bit different than some folks because some experts will tell you, nope, once you're XYZ, that's where you stay. But I absolutely know that through healing, through corrective emotional experiences in relationships, you can always move towards security Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Through traumatic experiences, through toxic relationship, you can move towards, you know, styles that aren't helpful. So so Mm -hmm. it absolutely can change 
I help so many women move towards secure attachment and I myself have moved towards secure attachment. So I absolutely know it's possible. So I have a few questions with that, but first we'll talk about that. How do you help women towards secure attachment theories? Yeah. So I developed a program. It's called the Empowered, Secure, and Loved Relationship Program. Mm -hmm. It's eight weeks. We start out with the awareness piece of being able to let go of your patterns. And in order to do that, you have to be aware of them first. Right. The next step is being able to rewire your relationship template. So based on your experiences, you have a model for what a relationship is. We need to help you have a new model right? Mm -hmm. The next stage that I help women with is using attachment theory and mindfulness, self-compassion to be able to embody a securely attached woman in your relationship. So I teach you how to do that. And then the final stage is dating mindset and dating tools and how to date as that securely attached woman. So you're attracting the kind of person you want to actually build a life with. The secure attached man. Yeah, exactly. Right, or partner, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so, so it's important. It's a powerful, powerful eight weeks. But I mean, I see, I see women go through massive transformation all the time. So I have the evidence. So all of you listening, <laughs> it is absolutely possible. You can, you can change. And where can they find uh, yeah, the, the best place is on Instagram at okay. Dr. Morgan Coaching. If you feel like that speaks to you and you'd like to apply, we have a limited amount of spots every month. You can go and apply via the link in my Instagram bio. And I like that you said it's pretty much not so black and white how your attachment style can change over time through your experiences, which I believe to be true because if I'm an avoidant, and my goodness, I date an anxious and we break up. Yep. Can that residue from some of the anxious now come on to me? And now I'm a little anxious when I go move forward into another relationship. We definitely learn things from our experiences, right? So that that's possible. And one thing to think about too is a lot of times based on the person you're dating, you may present with a different attachment style. Mm. So if you're, if you're normally yeah. avoidant, and then you actually date somebody who's secure, that'll help move you towards security. Yeah. And you'll be totally different than if you're dating somebody who's anxious. Right. So, wow. I see that. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your styles. You say you're now secure. <laughs> where, where, where did you start? How did you, what tools oh. did you learn to become more secure and to now well. help other women? <laughs> You, your story is familiar to me. I will tell you that I was also all over the place. I was both anxious and avoidant. I would say I was probably more anxiously attached than anything else. Mm. I would be that person where as soon as I got in a relationship, I'd be like, okay, this is the one we're having the wedding. Like it's happening. Like I would hit the fast forward button mm. immediately Okay. And, that, and that's actually an anxious attachment strategy is to kind of predict the future and get it to that stable place because mm. I was so scared of abandonment. Mm, okay. So I would dive in the deep end very quickly. Um, and as you can imagine, that strategy didn't work very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it took, it took a lot of heartache for me. And I know you've, you asked me on our last time we talked, I mean, I, I had gone through a very abusive relationship and that was actually the thing that finally got me to take a look at myself and take a look at my patterns. And I became obsessed with attachment theory. Wow. All the research and, and now I'm writing the book. I was, I was telling you, I'm writing yes. a book. Um, it'll come out in early 2021 and I'm going to make attachment theory accessible to people because sometimes it's so clinical and scientific mm -hmm. that like everyday people are just not able to really take it and internalize it. So my goal is to make attachment theory accessible to everyone. Awesome. Yeah. When you explain it in your podcast, it sounds so much simpler than when you're reading about it. It's like, okay, I, I don't get it. But when you when you yeah. explain it, it sounds much better. So I'm excited for this book. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Ashley. So how did you become more secure though? Like what is yeah. maybe one or two tools that you can share on moving from that anxious style to becoming more of a secure attachment style? Okay, I'm going to give you, give you the goods here. <laughs> I like the goods. Let's go. <laughs> so, so the first thing is developing the awareness right? You mm -hmm. have to be aware. I was just talking about this on my podcast, actually, of you have to be aware of your attachment strategies. Sometimes we also call them protest behaviors. Mm -hmm. Protest behavior is the idea that you're protesting, that your attachment need is not getting met. You have to be aware of your specific behaviors. They'll be different from anybody else. So for me, right? If I look back on when I was anxiously attached in the past, something I would do, which I told you would I'd fast forward the relationship, I'd mm -hmm. get out of reality and I'd already be imagining our kids' names on date three. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so, so there's a, there's a behavior. Yeah. Right? So I have to become aware, maybe for other people, particularly if you're experiencing avoidant attachment, maybe it's you immediately look for what's wrong in the person. Mm. That's a classic one. Mm, okay. Have you ever done that? Well, I'm going to let you continue to explain. <laughs> and then I'll get okay. more into my story. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so become aware of your specific behaviors that you're doing because then you can notice them when they're happening. Yes. So, so that's step one. Step two, when you notice that the behavior is happening, have compassion for yourself and say, mm -hmm. oh, okay, there's that old behavior coming up. That's so you know, good. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's even some reparenting here where you're going into your younger self, you, you know, you're putting your hand over your heart and you're sending younger Ashley the message that she needs to hear, right? Yes. Oh, this is uh -huh. so good. I'm there. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so happy good. right now. I have so much awareness right now. And I'm so, look, I'm, I'm touching my heart right now, but I'm so happy because I, I've been doing this the past probably few months where I'm like, oh, it's okay, Ashley. I'll touch my heart. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm having that compassion for myself and I'm, I'm learning, okay, what happened in my childhood that made me yeah. way and, mm -hmm. you know, like, was I not heard or listened to? Uh, did I not have that emotional support? Like, why am I seeking that so much in my relationships now? And so I'm having a lot of conversations with myself and writing and journaling about it. Like, 
girl all the time, <laughs> but Good. I'm, I'm giving myself that compassion and I'm in that space where I'm aware. So now I'm like, okay, Good. what do I do now with this information moving forward? How do I become more secure and okay and, and, and have a healthier, yep. have healthier relationships with people? So good. You are, you yeah. are doing it. I'm you're doing the work. <laughs> I'm going to give you a third step since you're okay. already there. Okay. So, so that first step was awareness and then we've got the self-compassion and you are doing that. And then the third step is align with the securely attached version of you. Oh, I like that. Okay. Explain that. Okay. So all of my clients who go through the program, I help them develop the securely attached version of themselves. There's actually an exercise I do that's called secure you. Okay. And you, and you, you can do this. You, you just write, okay, securely attached Ashley on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and you write out what that looks like. How do you feel? What are the Mm -hmm. behaviors? How does she respond in certain situations? Right. Some clarity Mm -hmm. so that when you do the self-compassion, you can then course correct and align securely attached Ashley I like that it's like visualizing your higher self and Uh saying this is who I want to be and what behaviors do I need to change right now to make sure I show up as her I like that a lot I like that a lot this feels good yeah there's the framework (laughs) I hope I hope everybody listening tries that out yes secure you secure yourself okay um, I know with me being 50-50, I like the reassurance. I need to hear how you feel about me, but I also want my space and my me time. And mm-hmm. so that's the avoidance. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm, I'm right in the middle. And like you said, it is exhausting because I can be hot and cold. I'm all in one moment. You do something wrong. I'm done. I don't have to deal with this. What? And <laughs> I remove myself from the situation, mm-hmm. but that's not healthy. I feel like now, probably just this week, I learned like communication and understanding is really what makes a relationship work. Like I need to communicate with my partner instead of just running away. We need to understand where that's coming from and how to resolve it instead of me just running away. So I'm getting there. I- I'm I'm proud of myself for at least acknowledging it yeah, and I'm going to get better. <laughs> so I'm proud of you, Ashley. And it's work. Know, and, Thank oh, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in thinking about this, so you may think, oh, anxious and avoidantly attached are very different, but really at the core, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the difference. So avoidantly attached folks will say, well, hey, I'm going to leave you before you can leave me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my biggest fear is I'm going to be abandoned. And, it, and anxiously attached, the strategy is, well, I'm going to make sure you don't leave me. Right. They're Ooh. just different approaches to the same core fear. Right. And we all just want love and that mm-hmm. connection. So speaking of connection, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure attachment styles are being like... Uh, like you're confronting your attachment style so much right now. And I think that's why I'm so into it because I'm a little avoidant, but I'm actually craving connection right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic has something to do with that. So can Mm -hmm. you talk to people about 
um, the attachment style and how the pandemic can really affect how we're feeling right now in our different attachment styles. Absolutely. And, and that's an experience so many people are going through where maybe even if you have an avoidant attachment style or maybe you're like, well, I've been good on my own, got my career, et cetera, you know, but even being in that place because of the level of, you know, I'll call it crisis at times, right, that we've gone through collectively, people are aligning with, with what they really want. They're mm -hmm. getting really clear on their values. And for people who really want a relationship, it's just, it's prominent. Yeah. So the research is actually predicting quite an increase in marriages because of the pandemic. So yeah. this is, you can still date right now, still How? date. <laughs> How? So yeah, so let's talk it, about it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. So here's the thing. You can absolutely date and, and you should see this as an opportunity to intentionally date because right off the bat, you're learning a lot about each other. You're forced to communicate. Mm -hmm. You have to set boundaries and then you get to gather that data about how the person responds to the boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying like, hey, I'm not comfortable meeting up until we've had three phone dates as an example, right? right? Or, hey, I'm only comfortable meeting up if we both have had negative tests, you know? Right. Whatever your level of comfort is, you're forced to communicate that. And then you gather that data real quickly. How does that person respond? Mm. So people who aren't for you, you can move on pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And people who respect your boundaries and show up, you're already starting the relationship with a good feeling of secure attachment mm -hmm. because I've expressed my boundaries and you've honored them. So I'm saying right now is an opportunity to get really clear on who's a good fit for you mm -hmm. more quickly than you really? normally would. Mm -hmm. And so you would suggest online dating pretty much because we can't meet anyone in person yeah <laughs> it starts out online right what now. if you're kind of against <laughs> online dating <laughs> you know i hear that from a lot of people and here here's my response then you're not doing it right okay <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be fun okay here's the thing when when you're on apps when you're showing up online you should be having fun and, you know, I'll see women and myself in the past was guilty of this. You're like watching Netflix, you got your glass of wine and your Cheetos and you're like mindlessly swiping, you know, mm -hmm. not the energy you want to show up with when you're online dating. Okay. Feel cute, get some music on, get in a good energy and then have some fun. Just have some fun with it. And I think right now you really can have fun because you can't do anything else. Like you said, <laughs> this is the yeah. prime time to communicate and the prime time to like, hey, let's watch a Netflix movie together while we're social. Yeah. You're in your home. I'm in my home. Let's talk yeah. about the movie afterwards and stuff like that. Let's have a little lunch or dinner date online. Like I have all of the creativity for it. It's yeah. just the options out there. I guess I need to attract better. <laughs> you will. Yes. Thank you. I will attract better. You will. Yep. So if you are meeting someone online or wherever, 
What are some subtle signs? This is actually from Teal on Instagram. She's asking, what are some subtle signs of attachment style in the early stages of dating? Okay. I love this question. That's great. Mm. So communication is a great data point. And you notice I mentioned data because I'll tell you, you should be a love scientist. You're gathering data about Mm. anybody. You have no expectations, but you're just gathering data, right? So communication. If they are showing up and they are like wanting to talk to you four times a day, or you know, I'm doing a little extreme example. They're they're like, hey, can we talk on the phone every night before bed? You know, you're probably dealing with some anxious attachment anxious. strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need a lot of reassurance, right? On the other hand, avoidant is that person who, oh, you had a great connection and then you don't hear from them for 10 days. And then they pop back up and they're like, hey, hey. how you doing? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I thought you I, I don't do that. I'm just, right? I just know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So communication is a great data point. But, but here's the thing. I want to I wanna make sure that I clarify this. Even if you are anxiously attached and you're dating somebody who's avoidantly attached, that doesn't mean that the relationship is doomed, that it's a bad match. Here's the thing. You can always decide as a couple to co-create secure attachment. Mm, okay. Okay. You can move together. But, but here's the deal. Both people must be willing to do the work to move towards that secure attachment. Mm. And it actually starts with each individual deciding because we can individually move towards secure attachment and then we can co-create it. Right. So even if you're getting those signs early on from somebody, you can call them out, give them the opportunity to move towards secure attachment with you. If they decide to, cool. And if they don't, then there's your data. Move on. That's not the one for you. I like Mm -hmm. that. I like that. I know in the beginning of a relationship, I can be a little avoidant and, oh, goodness, I'll call friends. He wants to see me again, girl. I just saw him yesterday. Like, why do I have to go out with He wants to go out with me again tomorrow. And, and, And they're like, that's okay. That's what's supposed to happen. He's interested. And I'm like, this is too much. Four dates in one week. Like, what are we doing? You know? But then, and that's like the first month, maybe the first month Uh or two. And then I feel like it changes to more anxious style. Like we're in the relationship where we're dating more. And now it's like, okay, I I really want to hear from you. I want to hear your feelings. I want to be around you. So it's me finding that balance, I guess. Mm -hmm. I need to figure that out. That's my issue. And and (laughs) here's the beautiful thing is having that awareness yeah, And then you deciding to communicate about this as okay. it's happening. Okay. And, and knowing that you can say, hey, I'm really interested in you and mm. I need space. Here, here's the thing. Of, a lot of times with avoidant attachment, there's fear that if I express my need for space, that the person won't accept it and that yeah. they'll think I'm bad or they'll leave me right? alone. Yeah. yeah. So you have to learn, I can communicate my need for space and I can still have the secure connection. Mm. My, my need for space can be heard, understood, and met even within my close relationship. Okay. I'm getting there. I like that. I, yeah. That's one thing I did learn this year to have more direct communication. Yeah. I can be roundabout 
about what I'm trying to communicate. And now I'm just like, look, this is what I need. I want to see you or whatever it is. I'm just going to be more direct about it. And then if I don't get my way, it's okay. It doesn't mean the relationship is over. It doesn't mean the friendship is over. It doesn't mean anything wrong. It's just they were not available or it is, it just didn't work out at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want to share with you one thing too. I think this will help you and your, your listeners. I actually posted about it on Instagram recently, but it's this idea of the secure paradox. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Yeah. You can have somebody who's really anxiously attached and they're, you know, feeling like they need a lot. They need a lot of reassurance. As soon as the need is met for reassurance, then there's less anxious attachment. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. That's me a little bit. Yeah. Is you know what it is too? Oh my gosh. Sorry. I think I just had a little light bulb. Yes. So <laughs> I feel like your love language plays a part too, because mm-hmm. it's like once my tank is full, once I say I get to see the person or I have the reassurance, then I'm good. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm all good because I'm words of affirmation and um, quality time. So once we spend that. a little time, once I hear some good things, I'm okay. I'm not, I don't feel that, that anxious desire anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Exactly. Wow. So it's something to note for my avoidantly attached folks, right? When you're on the other end of it, think about, well, hey, if mm-hmm. I give this person just a little bit of reassurance and I meet their needs, they're going to actually calm way down yeah. and the relationship's smooth scaling. Whereas if I react to the need for reassurance with, oh my God, they're texting me again. Mm-hmm. Let me go ignore them for 36 more hours. You know, <laughs> Then we just amp it up. Right. So respond to your partner's need for that secure reassurance and then it dissipates. It goes away. That's so good. That's so good. Have a question from Wes on Instagram. How do you speak to someone and inform them that their attachment makes you detach? Ooh. So this is definitely a growth opportunity for communication, right? This would be what I would say you would want to use dialogue for. What is dialogue? Dialogue is when you're intentionally using I statements Hmm. So I might say something like, hey, I, I enjoy getting to know you and I feel your need for constant communication with me actually causes me to want to pull away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to continue to get to know you. Right. Mm. And I want you to know how that's causing me to respond, right? Something like that. That's good. Because I know from experience, I would say something like, you're pushing me away. (laughs) And that's attacking. Because I'm saying you're pushing me away instead of me saying, I'm pulling away because of this. Yes. Huge change. So so here's how you want to do that. I statements, I'm feeling the desire to pull away. It feels like I can't stop it, right? Mm -hmm. I statements, and then you'd want to also say, help me understand you. What is yeah. going on for you that you have this need to communicate with me? Where does that come from? Right. So Where get curious it? about them. Yeah. And then you could share a deeper connection. Because what I am learning too is that when I am more open and I, or just in general, when people are more open, 
we do feel more connected to the, to the person. When we are more vulnerable, mm-hmm. we are more connecting more of our experiences with each other. So then we are loving each other on a deeper level because you're letting someone in and then you allow them a safe space to come in. Like it's just giving space, making space for your partner. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Okay. Speaking of digging deep and finding out what your partner needs and, and understanding them, can we talk about how our relationship with our parents and our caregivers actually impacts our attachment style? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a, it's a huge impact, right? Your, your caregiver relationship, that's the first relationship you have. And based on your ability to get your needs met, your ability to feel safe physically, emotionally, your ability to express what you want, right? All of that can be heavily, heavily Uh, what's the word, like molded is the word I want to use by, Mm -hmm. by your relationship with your caregiver. So if I have, let's just say I have a dad who is unavailable, doesn't really show interest in my emotional needs, but only really praises me when I achieve something. (laughs) <laughs> which is like a lot of women right now. Am I, right. Am I Do you see my eyes got so this big? Like, yes, exactly. I just talked about this this morning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So, so that is going to form my template for my future dating life too. I'm going to think, okay, I better not talk about my emotions, but let me show this person how accomplished I am and how successful I am so that right. they they love me, but I better not share how I feel because I'm not, they're not going to care about that. I don't want to be quote unquote too much, you know? Yes. Ugh. Girl, you are like speaking my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> but to the women out there, it is a sign of strength though, for you to be in tune with your emotions and to show your emotions. So we, we can't let the past, we can't let people re- we date dictate, yeah. oh, you're too emotional or whatever it is, right? Like it's okay, totally okay to express yourself. I always tell women this, when you are in a relationship, you get the opportunity to create a new relationship culture with Mm -hmm. every person you date and you get to co-create that culture and you get to invite the man to step up and have a level of emotional intelligence with you to not give them that opportunity to meet you at that level is a disservice to them. And how do you do that though? As a woman, how do you get that man to get to that level and be open? Great question. So you will, you will model it through how you show up and you'll be intentional about inviting them into conversations. I think a lot of women are surprised as to how many men want to show up in those conversations. They're craving it. They're, they're craving it. Right. Yep. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's why they probably seek intimacy or connection in other ways, Mm -hmm. you know, just let them be open. But that's good that you said it starts with you. Like we can't change someone, can't control anyone, can't make someone else do something we want them to do. It starts with us. Like, let me be more emotional and open. I've learned. Yep that the more vulnerable I've become is creating, like I said, a safe space for someone else to now be more, more vulnerable as well. And so then 
we open up a little bit more, but I have to show up first for myself so that I could show up in my relationship. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) We're we're going deep. We're learning a lot. Yes. One more question about the parenting. So, uh, of course, go girl. Got a lot of moms that listen. Hey, hey. Uh, some, Some men might listen as well. Just dedicated to the parents right now. What advice would you give them to instill into their children during the developmental stages and how they can help their child have that secure attachment style so that we're not older and going through yes. the anxious avoidant and all I of that. Love, I love this question. I've never been asked it, but I've thought about it a lot. Hmm. So it's a great question. I have a twin sister and she has two kids uh-huh. and they're three and two. So I talk a lot about parenting with her because she has asked me the same thing. She's like, okay, Morgan, attachment theory expert. How do I help my kids have secure attachment? You know? Right. So here's the thing. Secure attachment is a secure base, right? It's knowing that when I come to you, I will be heard. I will be understood. There's a space for me when I'm struggling. So the wow. best thing you can do is be that you know, we call it the good enough parent. There mm-hmm. is no perfect parenting. That's a lie. But showing up and essentially holding that space for your child and, and supporting them in their development in a way that says, hey, I see you. I accept you as you are, all the parts of you. And I'm, I'm here for you to support you as you grow. That's perfect. And be a secure parent. And then when yeah. you're a secure parent, then it'll help your child be more of a secure, a secure also, child. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah. for, for my helicopter parents also like keep <laughs> in mind when a sec- it's a secure base. What, mm. what does that mean? It's a secure base from which your child should then be able to go out into the world and take risks and be their best selves. And sometimes you got to let them fail. You got to let yeah. them go through whatever it is. So that they build that resiliency. Wow. If you're the anxious parent, you're the one that's always there picking them up immediately, right? So let them develop the security within themselves as well to go out and fail and push through it. Wow. That's good. That's it's kind of like finding Nemo. <laughs> Let Nemo go. Yeah. Learn that his own experiences and then he'll learn his he'll lesson. Come back he'll and come he'll back. come back because yes. he created that secure place that he yes. knew he could come back no matter what. So I love that. Gonna gonna leave it on a finding Nemo note. <laughs> just keep swimming. I do want to ask some quick questions and then we'll get out of here. And I, I just love this conversation. I've learned so much and I'm so grateful for you being here. Just quick questions about self-love. What does self-love mean to you? Oh, <laughs> so self-love to me is when I am fully, fully accepting of who I am and my life, the way that I'm living my life, the results I'm getting in my life, et cetera, it's all in alignment mm. with, with who I really am internally. I love so, that. Yeah. And I'm not worried about what other people think or if it's good enough. I know it's good enough. And I'm standing in my, in my truth. In my truth. Yes, Dr. Morgan. Okay. How do you receive love? 
So that's a really great question. I always, I always ask my clients, like, how did you know you were loved growing mm. up? That's is a good this, question. Is this like a how to receive love in general or like be personally? How do I feel loved? How do you, yeah. How do you yeah. feel loved? I always surprise myself. I'm really like a words of affirmation person. It yeah. really means a lot to me when people say, hey, I saw what you did. It really made a difference. Thank you. Yes. Same. Mm -hmm. Same here. And how do you give love then? Definitely very verbal. Yes. Same words. <laughs> Usually we give what yes. we want to receive. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm very, I mean, you'll get a letter from me. You'll get, you know, long text messages. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> someone to be pretty verbal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love it, Dr. Morgan. Let the people know how they can connect with you on social media, your website, all of the things. Yeah. So this has been so fun. Thank you so much, Ashley. I really yes. appreciate it. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Coaching. I also have a podcast. It's called the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's so good. So much information to share. It I love is. that podcast. Yes. Yes. I need to have you on. Speaking yes. Of, it'd be yes, so fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. It'd be so fun. And then my website is just drmorgancoaching.com. But if you want to connect with me, Instagram is probably the best, the best spot. So come say hi. And if you want to find your attachment style, you can go on her Instagram right now at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And in her links right there is a quiz, attachment style quiz. And take it. It took me less than five minutes probably less than yeah. two minutes to take. Mm -hmm. And I found out that I'm avoidant and attachment. I mean, avoidant and anxious, and I'm going to work on it, but find out yours right now. Yeah. Yes. And take some tools from this episode, really connect with us on social media at go girl movement as well. And let us know what really resonated with you. What's your attachment style. I'm so interested to hear it. And Dr. Morgan, uh, you go girl. I say it all the time. Go girl for all the information you share for coming onto this podcast and really talking about attachment theory. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to take away so many tools from this episode and apply it to them, their lives. And I hope so. And I have you to thank for that. So thank you so much for coming on the Go Girl podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. And cheers to you for all the work that you're doing and supporting women. And just keep going, girl, with your mission. I support you 100%. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? 10 chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.